Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. All right, welcome back to another exciting episode. We are the Mega Pint of Community Radio. We are audience of one, Wednesdays, 10 a.m., right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Also available at IRLoneStar.com, YouTube, Facebook, podcast, all that good stuff. I am Andrew. Sitting next to me is the man who rode in a motorized suitcase to the studio. That's true. Dictiously. How is that? Those things can haul. I know. Yeah, I took it to the shop, got the governor off, (laughs) getting off-wheel tires put on. Yeah, they do come with little small tires on them. So you need when, some... when I go to the airport, I'm, I want to put a bumper on it to so push people oh, like out of the way. Oh, a grill guard. Yeah, grill guard on my, <laughs> yes. my suitcase. You know what you need to put on it? It's one of those train <laughs> horns. Have you ever seen those train oh. horns? Mm-mm. Have you seen the uh, the train horns on like DeWalt drills? What? Yeah, it's like a custom like a, you're mod. talking about a drill. Like yeah, a... like a drill, and it's, that's what's used to pump, pump the air, and it's like, <laughs> like real <laughs> I loud. Seen that. Well, you Pretty could use crazy. That. Yeah, you could use that, I suppose. Yeah. Oh. Is it a one-seater still, or did you get it modified? Oh, so no. Uh, Holly just goes on my lap. So I guess <laughs> technically it's a two-seater. You count my lap as a seat. But, uh, but yeah, what's going on, man? You doing good? I'm doing great. I'm doing good. I, I think I probably needed one of those motorized suitcases this, this yeah, past you travel. Week. Oh, I've only flown like one time, so I, I don't ever really want to do that again. Yeah, so. I've, I've flown um, several times just in the last month. Um, it's been crazy. But, yeah, so apparently, you know what? Hold on, guys. PSA. We need to do a PSA. We're going to do our very first PSA. Uh-huh. Yeah, so apparently when you go to um, reserve a rental car, this does not necessarily guarantee that there's going to be a car there available to you. I don't know if you're aware of this fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. There's so only th- so many cars in the world, man. Sorry. Well, yeah. They don't, they don't make it for and if you. This sounds, if this sounds like a, um, a Seinfeld episode, that's because this exactly is a Seinfeld episode. So apparently um, my coworker, Tim, he went to go um, reserve a rental car from the airport online, and it told him there were no cars available. At least, okay. At least they're up front. Right. Okay. So we get we get to the airport there in uh, Grand Rapids, and we take uh, a taxi that costs like fifty some odd dollars to get to our hotel. Well, that evening we go. We want to go out to eat, and um, we go to get an Uber, and they keep they keep canceling, canceling, canceling. It's like, man, this is terrible. Let's let's see if we can rent a car from another location, right? Let's try it instead of the airport. So I go online. I find a location that's like three miles away from the hotel. Go to book the car says it's available. When do you need to pick it up, Mr. Belshner? Oh, well, I'm going to pick it up at 9 a.m. and blah, blah, blah. Perfect. I, rent, uh, I reserve the car. I get the email stating that, um, you know, your, your car has been reserved, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And down at the very bottom, it says, do you need a ride to this location? I said, as a matter of fact, I do. What a great company. They're going to give me a ride over and every. This is great. So I called the number and I said, yes, I just made a reservation and I'm going to need a, a ride over to your location. She said, yes, Mr. Belshner, I see your reservation. Um, unfortunately, we don't have any cars available. Okay. I said, no, 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 perhaps, perhaps you misunderstood me. What's going me. on in this town, man? Perhaps they misunderstood me. I already have a reservation. She said, yes, we, we see your reservation. However, we won't have any cars available until Thursday evening. Okay. It's Monday, Monday evening. And I'm like, what, what the heck? So apparently, the system that allows you to rent cars is not actually hooked up to the inventory of what's available. 
But at the airport, I guess it is, which makes sense because if you're coming into town and you don't have a car, that could be problematic. But if you're renting from one of the other locations, it doesn't always mean there's going to be a car available. Interesting. Yeah. Did you pay money? No, that I, I had not. Then what just are you reserved. upset about? We didn't have a car, Dick. Yeah, but if I put money down, are you upset? But then, I'm yeah, like, I'm I'm guessing if I if that had been the case, they probably would have reimbursed me. See, what I was really hoping for at the end of the story is like, oh, we don't have a car that you chose, but we do have this really cool Viper, and it's but it's going to cost, <laughs> cost you seven hundred dollars a day, and it's yeah, like I just would have uh, expensed it on the company, yeah. no problem. Yeah, no, but apparently there were no rental cars available anywhere in Grand, Grand Rapids for the entire time I was there. Just I, that company, though. No, we we tried well, several. Was there like a furry convention going on or something? I think that's exactly what it was. That's yeah. usually what happens. Yeah. Furries are in town. There's no cars. There are no cars. There's yeah, no it's, cars. it's it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. Okay. Cool. But well, you know, I, I think it might actually help if we have somebody uh, here to help us out that might know a little bit about traveling. Well, that's traveling later. Issues. We'll get to him in a bit. I got to tell you what I was doing. How about that? Okay. Yeah. What What were you doing? I just enjoy the weekend. It was nice. The weather was good. I went to that libation libation creation festival that one of our shows put on over at B52. Nice. It was yes. very interesting. So there's a lot of people making mead in the world. There's a lot of people making wine. I had no interest in that. And I was like, cool. Good, I don't buy good, that for Good one for second. you guys. And I was like, oh, it's kind of weird because people are so passionate about that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you just boil honey. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Like, what? But then they, you know what they had there, though? I've never seen. You ever seen those people who, like, climb ribbons and they do, like, acrobat stuff off ribbons? No. You know what I'm talking about, like Cirque du Soleil? Oh, Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen that. Well, they were doing it, and one of our show, you know Cindy, Cindy Cochran's show, Mm -hmm. she she calls me. She's like, hey, I can't find Beefy the Tooth. Can you help me? Next thing I know, she has her camera out, and she's watching a guy do pole maneuvers. And it's so funny watching Cindy do that, because her face is just like, this man is big, and he's (laughs) dancing on a pole. And she has her camera uh, out, like just and she yeah. was so funny. I see her across the way doing this, and then she texts me, "Look what I'm watching," and she sent me the video. And I go, "This is this a pervert thing?" Like, and this is at B fifty two. This is at B fifty two. Oh man, but uh, wasn't aware. It was fun though. I, I uh, shout out to those guys. If you haven't been to B fifty two here in Conroe, is probably one of the coolest locations. It is. And you know what the strangest thing was about the whole thing? I had a note on my car that said I blocked somebody in. Well, did you block somebody? In? I was well. I looked around, and if you ever been to B fifty, you're parking in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's motorcycle people there, and I go, "Hey, did I was I blocking somebody in?" I had found a note, and they're like, "No," and I was like, "Yeah," because I'm right by a tree, so like I'm not. I couldn't block anyone in because I'm literally in front yeah. of a tree. So I was really worried if Should I did because I don't usually like doing that to people, and I was like, "Where?" Should have drove the suitcase in, man. That's, I didn't have the off-wheel tires. Oh, yeah, so. you do need them from there. But yeah, if you haven't been to B-52s, you should definitely, it's a family-friendly environment, and uh, it was fun, man. They had a lot of cool, vin- uh, people were doing the IV stuff, the, what do you call it, the, uh, whoa, you know, the vitamin stuff. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> like, I'm walking around, and I see these people in chairs, and they're like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on right now? Is but that it, to counteract all the alcohol I guess, that they drink? I, mean, I don't that, know. That was actually pretty smart, but they charge an arm and leg for that. It was like $120 just to get like a vitamin bag. And it's so, actually intravenously yeah, administered? There's a nurse there. Oh, wow. And they and apparently their company, they'll come to you. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. But how, I mean, so let's ask this. This is a question we have to ask ourselves. How much is it worth to fight a hangover? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, If you've got to have intravenous um, procedures the next morning after drinking, you have a drinking problem. I'm just going to throw that out there. 
Well, if I was rich, I would do it. Well, All the was time. it was it really expensive? Like 120 bucks. Like but that's said, not that's, right. if that's that's if you Dang. go to them. Now, right. for them to come to you, I imagine it's Dang. more expensive. But uh but yeah, my wife's a nurse. I always try to encourage her to steal those bags, but she won't. And I was like cuz apparently they work like really well. So, hmm. I'm going to make a note of that. Yeah. So other than that, it was a good weekend and uh beautiful weather and uh yeah, it is. spring Weather's training nice. baseball. We got March Madness. Watching that, watch the, you know, the Cougars not play basketball. I don't know what they were doing that day, but yeah, they uh, lost. They lost. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's get to our guests. I know we have a good show today. I'm really yeah, we don't want to keep him waiting any any longer. I kind of teased it earlier, but we have a guest today. Uh, as I said, someone who might know a little bit about traveling. We have a pilot and an author here, Eric Gaffney. Welcome to Audience of One. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you seen those suitcases? Totally, yeah. Now, okay. I will say, you cannot check it. It's got a lithium battery in it. Really? That's a big deal. <laughs> so yeah. what do you, so what it can it? be in the cabin with you, but that's it. They're pretty dangerous. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, things are catching on fire with batteries. So, on. Absolutely, they're, so yeah. they're absolutely useless, then, unless well, they're small enough to carry on, and correct. I would assume they're no, not. No, they're not. Well, yeah. I think if you're on a smaller airplane. Oh, like a private thing? or Well, a private airplane or, say, a regional jet, there's a potential that you have to gate check your luggage where it has to ride in the back of the airplane right that particular uh luggage would not make it so because oh, you can't no. have it okay, I'm, having a hard, I'm having a hard time understanding so what planes can i put this on if i'm not pr- flying private so think of like a 50 seat airplane when yeah. your, your smaller markets say like they houston you, to tulsa they let you um, put it on there well if if you're on a smaller airplane that doesn't have the big overhead bins where you've got to put the uh, the luggage in the back of the airplane, yeah. and then they mm-hmm. bring it up to you after you arrive at yeah. the destination, um, then that particular luggage couldn't go into the cabin with you. It'd have to go in the back in the cargo. But thing. they let you do that. And uh, no, no, no. In that case, not it would it not had, be able to go. So because it, <laughs> it has a lithium battery. But suddenly so. you can't take it anywhere then. That's uh, yeah, it's probably not a good idea to, to take the one of those. You, know, you, need, you need to modify it and put a gasoline engine in that bad boy. Oh yeah. Well, I want to I want to let Eric know I've only flown like. Three times in my life. In your entire life? In my entire life. Wow. One for my honeymoon, and then one's visiting a friend because I got like a, a free voucher thing. And I was like, cool, I'll go visit you. And then the other time was I won like a like a raffle, and I got to fly anywhere I wanted. So I went to California, and I wanted to take pictures of the trees. Yeah. So I did that, and I ran into a car, and I, and I had a car. Yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so when we're talking about pilot stuff, I have no idea... I love flying though. Well, I love the I love the questions. sensation of being in the air. Like I love that. I could do that all day. I could, I my buddies who are pilots are like, you want to fly and pay five hundred dollars for a cheeseburger? You know what I'm talking about? Oh they, yeah, that's they, very common. It used to be the one hundred dollar hamburger, but now it's five hundred. Yeah, it's yeah. really. Yeah. You've ever heard of this term? I have no idea. So what you guys like are talking people about. in pilot school or wherever you call it, they have to get their hours. So a lot of times what they'll do is they'll get their buddies and be like, hey, everyone chip in. We'll fly to like the nearest town that has a. A diner or something. So mm-hmm. you're just literally flying there to get the hours, eating an expensive cheeseburger, then flying back. Well, the that, burger itself is probably normal price. Correct. You're yes. paying for but the idea is the they there. need hours. Yeah. So it's always no, like okay. so. Uh, I never took. I never like you know. I don't want to pay. I don't five hundred dollars just to go eat a cheeseburger. But uh, I wouldn't mind flying in a jet, like a fighter jet. Yeah. Because watching oh, Top man. Gun, I was like, oh, I how do they? Can you pay money to do that? Uh, if you pay enough money, like I'm I want, sure yeah, I want to get yeah. some jeans. Yeah, I, I believe there there are actually like companies that will allow you to go up and like and I want to go upside. I want to go upside down. I want to do like you want to get loops. inverted. I want to throw up. 
Oh, no. I, oh, you will throw up. <laughs> That's what I want to do. It doesn't take much. Those guys are trained and used to it, but I don't think it takes very much for you to have your insides come out on that, the awesome. G-forces. But, I mean, I, Eric tries to prevent that because you don't fly right. fighter jets. No, we don't want the big airplanes doing those no. kind of maneuvers. Well, you know, it's funny. I, like I said, I've only flown a handful of times. All, that one time I was, we're going to Charleston, and the pilot said something I would never expect a pilot to say because the weather was somewhat bad. And he, like, full, full on just goes... Yeah, so we are going to be landing in about 20 minutes. The weather is, you said some te- technical jargon, we're going to give it a try. And I was like. <laughs> no, no, no. There is response. no try. <laughs> Only do. Yeah. What are you talking no, about? I was like, what does that even mean? Like, And I asked my wife. I, I never even thought this was a possibility. I go, so if we can't land the plane, where do we go? And Because I didn't really think, oh, you can go to another airport. But it's like, yeah, we're going to go. We might go to another airport that's like four hours away. And I go, that's extremely inconvenient because we're not. We're not going to Charleston. That's where we were supposed to go. But they were going to give it a try. Were they give it? Well, the, <laughs> I loved it. I, lo- I loved it because we landed, and I was like, "Thank goodness!" I didn't know what to do. Like we budgeted to be in Charleston. I was like, "We can't rent a car. Like we can't afford that." So and I'm sure you deal with situations like that. Eric, what do you, what did they do? What is the so when he probably says, "Give it a try," doesn't mean that he's going to have to try his hardest. A couple to of get Hail Marys in. and say, let's yeah, go right. for it. No, it, it's, it's probably a visibility thing. Oh, I no, guess. I wasn't uh, worried about being unsafe. It was just kind of like, sure. where do you go? Like, do- Right. You know, so we have something called an alternate airport. Okay. And Well, I know there's probably backup plans of backup correct. plans. Correct, so a backup plan, right? So if we're flying somewhere and the weather is forecasted to be low visibility, low clouds, you know, uh, or even strong winds maybe could be a possibility where we would want an alternate airport than our, our, uh, our planning We'll yeah. have an other airport that's within reasonable distance, right? That's got weather that will be acceptable, forecasted to be acceptable. Uh, but what, better, what right? do you, and this is being ignorant, is like, what do pa- uh, passengers do? Like, you're stuck in, say, I think they were saying Charlottesville or something. So I was like, so we're going to be in Charlottesville and then we're on our own? Is that usually how? Uh, no, not necessarily. There's a lot of variables. Depends on the airline, right? How so, fancy it is. But the, the, more than likely, you could land and wait for the weather to clear up, and then get you. And they, they get, get you on another plane or something. Yeah, you never know though. It, they, if the weather doesn't clear up, then they'll have to figure something out to get you. Well, I was always curious about that because every time I've flown, it's been easy. Never had any problem. Only, only issue I had, I brought my knife, and I didn't even think about it because I always had a pocket knife. He's and, that guy. And it was well, <laughs> knife guy. It's a special knife. It's like has my name on it. It was a gift. Blah blah blah. And the guy, the TSA guy was like, uh, you know, you can't bring that on. I go, you're probably right. Uh, what do I do? And he's like, you can mail it. And they had like a mail. Like they already, they had the whole system. And I was like, sorry. They I deal guys. with people like you all the time, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. I was just told, didn't think about it. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, I don't fly. I don't go through mail detectors every day. So it's not <laughs> like my lifestyle. But I was always amazed how just the infrastructure of airports work. And then the logistics of airplanes and Everyone who I know who flies a lot always complains about it. But every time I go, I was like, yeah, it's cool. Like, this is a fun thing to do. But I guess if you're at an airport stuck there because of whatever reason. Then and I think if you fly a lot more, just your chances of running into something that may not be exactly according to plan is, is going to happen. If you've only flown three like times. Like we're taxiing for four hours. Something like that. I mean, as long as you have a bathroom, I'm cool. Right? <laughs> Well, Eric, we wanted to have you on today because, not one, we have lots of questions about aviation in general because... Let's be honest. That's a pretty cool job. It right? is. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever known a pilot. But, and the power of flight is amazing. But also, you uh, most recently here have written a book, a children's book, called Eric Oh, look. It has an airplane. Hi. 
Now, in full disclosure here, Eric, I, uh, I've only gotten through like the first couple chapters. I got the audiobook. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to ask you if there was a Cliff Notes version available. But anyways, tell us a little bit about this, uh, this book and what, uh, what caused you to, to want to write this. Yeah, so I call it my COVID project, right? Uh, back in 2020, but right o- just about three years ago, right? Were airplanes uh, flying uh, COVID? Uh, slowly. Yeah, Some. We had, well, I don't remember. Well, they, as, they weren't yeah. flying slowly. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> the airplanes were flying at normal speed, okay. right? But yeah, no, kind of a reduced schedule, right? Oh, okay. I, I found myself with more time off just like everybody in the whole world, right? So my wife, Natalie, she said, you, this is a great time to write your book. You're home with the kids, and we got almost the whole month of April off, April 2020. Well, at the time, I, had, I, I still have two young kids, but my kids were younger, and the weather's nice, and you know I'm a homeowner, so I have no time off, really. So I, yeah. I practically had no time, because the book that she was really referencing was kind of an autobiography, something a story of my, uh, my career, my life. Uh, I was born without my right hand, so I'm a one-handed pilot, one-handed airline pilot, and I fly without a prosthetic. So my story is a little unique, right, in the med- in terms of being a uh, – mm-hmm. pilots have to have a medical to fly. We have to do a yearly medical yeah. uh, and uh, with the doctor, right? So that gives us me- makes us medically fit to fly. So I have to carry a special issuance medical. So my pathway to becoming an airline pilot is rather unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the book idea was to kind of tell that story, kind of as a motivational, uh, motivational story. So again, I didn't really feel like I had the time at the time to, to uh, write that long of a story, or long of a book. But one night it kind of dawned on me. I said I could put this into a uh, kids format. Absolutely. So the um, it's kind of like the idea, which I didn't really click in my mind until after I wrote the book. But it's kind of like the idea of Finding Nemo, the Disney. Uh, mm-hmm. story right Nemo there are some similarities there. correct yeah. yeah Nemo in the story uh, in this in the movie right has what they call lucky Finn mm-hmm. and his lucky Finn he, he he wants to prove that he can swim as well as the other fish and that's the premise of it I missed that um, I you, you never saw the movie I did I I don't remember that at all that's kind of the whole premise of the movie <laughs> I thought they got lost well he does but only because he's I don't want to say mischievous, but he's getting out. He's wanting to swim. He's wanting to do things. Yeah. And he ends up doing things that his parents told him not to do and leaving the cove or wherever they're right. at. Right. He, he swam out lost. to touch the boat, right? Yeah. To oh, prove. Yeah. And on his way back in, he got picked no, up. No, it's coming back. It's coming yeah. back. Or Disney yeah. stories. So anyhow, so airplane, the Eric the Airplane, right? Like uh, you can see in the picture that he's, his right wing is shorter than his left wing. I, I do a lot of school visits, and I like to look at the... Uh, I like to look at the kids and say, imagine that, you know, you run around, every kid's done this, you pretend to be an airplane. You put, yeah, your, right, you yeah. put your hands out side to side. Well, my right wing is shorter than my left wing. So so that's the uh, the design of Eric the airplane, his right wing is shorter. And the, the, the story is how he goes on to learn how to fly, and he wants to fly like just like the other airplanes. Awesome. And so well, a, you just spoiled a, the whole thing. I guess I hadn't finished it yet. Well, that was the no, cliff notes. You I, asked for it. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> I, I will say this is the last book that I read. I got all the way through it, cover to cover. Well, I, uh, the audience who is either watching on Facebook or whatnot, we have a link to purchase the book. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, you where, if I was so inclined to purchase this, where might I buy this book at? Uh, it's on Amazon, and I also offer them uh, through an individual site through Square that I could okay. uh, provide a link for as well. That way I can personalize yeah. them. I have stickers and coloring sheets for kids. Uh, that I like to provide with the book as well. And I can personalize the book. If you go through Amazon as well, that's an easy way to buy it. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. two days later, it'll be there. So we, we, you kind of touched on you know, wanting to be a pilot, but what, what made you want to write a book in general? So the Limb Different Community, we, we kind of call kids or anybody, right, with a, uh, 
uh, what we call limb difference. So that's limb what it was. That, that's the term that we're looking at with uh, people, individuals with a, uh, it could be an upper extremity, it could be a lower extremity, missing a foot or a leg. Yeah. So that's the limb different community. In fact, there's a really great community of them out there called the Lucky Finn Project. <laughs> okay. uh, good plug for them. Speak it on behalf of Nemo, right? Okay. So Lucky Finn Project, there you have great uh, outreach for kids and individuals with uh, the lucky fins, right? Yeah, a but difference. how many of them so. are pilots? <laughs> well, you wouldn't believe it. There's actually quite a few gonna, now. Really? Okay, and that's I was kind of a okay, kind of a side cool. story, you know. Besides the book, the book has helped me have a good avenue into yeah. mentoring. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of my one of my favorite things I get to do is I'll get a lot of outreach through mm-hmm. my social media pages, or uh, uh, they'll reach out to me and say, "Hey, I'm was born without my hand." And never in a million years, I think I could fly airplanes. Right. Yeah, but you're doing it. So, you know, how are you doing it? And please, what advice would you have for Have me? you ever had anybody, as they're boarding the plane, look over and you kind of see the, the double take? Oh, totally. Like, the double like, take is all and you see, maybe they, they, they tap their wife or husband like, are we, are we sure about this? <laughs> that happens. Well, you know, I've, I, I've never had anyone doubt. Because but he's not a woman, so he's, a lot, he's better off. <laughs> Come on now. Come on <laughs> you now. Know, you don't know, that's, that's like a real thing. They did a study on that. Well, <laughs> they really did. Well, they did. They really but did they do this study. It's crazy the bias people have when they like judge people, especially in pilots. Are you talking about a female pilot? Yeah, I like you were they talking really. About the passenger. They, oh no, they really oh. judge people based off like they look at look at him like oh. Well, last flight, I had a female pilot. I didn't think twice about it, but I did notice it, and I thought that's cool. No, because that's for whatever, yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know why there's not more female pilots. It's not like they're not capable. I guess it's just maybe not an industry that they're drawn to. It's not the norm. Yeah, it's not and the norm. But I saw one I didn't even think twice. I did notice. I, I'm just but that's interesting. It, people who listen to the show oh, you know what, think though? I'm that kind of a bigot. That doesn't surprise me. It's fine. No, no, no. You're deciding a study. I, I misunderstood you. I thought you were talking about the, uh, the passengers. Oh, but. no. no it's great. I see a lot of stories. There's little girls, right, who will see a female yeah, pilot in the cockpit. Absolutely. And they'll, they'll go up front and say hi, and it's just it's wonderful because girls need that representation. Absolutely. Rep- that's what it's all about. That's what my book's about, representation. I did yeah, see a right? mother-daughter team uh, last Last year had made history because they were the first mother-daughter team to fly. Yes, a commercial airline. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. People who are flying are crazy. You gotta have the little crazy in you. Oh, totally. Because yeah. <laughs> what's what's amazing to me about airplanes, especially with technology going so fast, it's like you still have the ability to fly planes 50 years ago. Correct. Like, are there certain licenses? Yeah. So we have a type rating. It's a pilot yeah. certificate, right? And. Uh, yeah, I mean the airplane that I'm on now, I'm on this an older airplane that was built a long time ago, and uh, a lot of old technology. Yeah. But then there's a lot of airplanes that have very new technology, but it's all the same thing, right? You know. It's well, because my wife was telling concept. me because her grandfather flew, and there's a type of like he he personally flew, not like a job, and he, there's a way to get rated where like you actually know how to look at the stars almost. It's a different kind of rating. It's right. not just. Oh, I can pull up on a stick and go this way. It's like you actually know how to read. Yeah. And uh, I can't do that. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, uh, well, uh, yeah. Back way before GPS and, uh, yeah. There's some modern. Type of, it's some air, airplane thing. Like, it's, it's yeah, a celestial, instrument rated. Celestial well, no, not just the stars. I'm talking about yeah. like it, it's different reading uh, uh, instruments. Yeah. Instrument. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, even it's not back, one size fits all, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. We have, we have older maps, you know. VFR maps that have uh, VFR being visual flight rules, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, in other words, you're looking at the ground and navigating. Yeah. So that's how you start flying. You you can you can f- uh, follow a road, or you can follow, look for landmarks or certain uh, obstacles uh, or certain things that are 
on the map that you can visually identify from the air. Mm -hmm. And that's how you could navigate. That's how we all started, right? And then nowadays with GPS, you're just following the pink line, just kind of like the blue line on a Google Maps, for example, right? How, how offended? Uh, don't make it that simple, though. Yeah, how, you how know it's, it's, we know it's difficult. Uh, it's, it's, I was going to say, how offended do you get when someone says... I mean, these new planes, they can practically they fly themselves. They, they literally have a button called autopilot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they literally fly themselves. Do so you kind of uh, like, I'm like, all right, Dave. Yeah, I do, I do get a little offended. You're yeah, right. Yeah, Because, on. I mean, let's be real. Those pilots are still extremely What they're saying, like, you're qualified. trained to the point where, like, you know how to do not just this one cockpit. Like, you can go into other cockpits. And, True. And well, to me, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So we have we typically stay on the same airplane, but each airplane may have a few differences. Yeah, you and, just see uh, me get in another person's car, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, how, I don't know how they work the cruise well, control. Well, where's this? How does this work? And yeah. but <laughs> planes are cool. I like yeah. that. So there's a lot of training, right? You, yeah. you think about your driver's training here in the United States. It's very minimal, mm -hmm. right? You hop in the car with dad or mom, and yeah. it's just a little bit here and there, and then you go take a driver's test, and that's it. That's all the training you've right. ever done. You take a written test, you take a driving and then test, you're in Houston. and then boom, that's it. There's no uh, recurrent training, whereas pilots, you know, there's a ton of initial training, and there's a ton of testing, there's, yeah. and then there are, there's continuous retraining, requalification training. So there, you know, I, there's a lot of, uh, a lot more, look at, in yeah. other words, the technical features that are involved. Wow. So I, I, I have to imagine when you tell people, you first meet people that, uh, yeah, I'm a pilot. How many of the guys, tell me, how many of the guys respond this way? <laughs> yeah, I want to be a pilot. Almost everybody. Yeah, I figured. I'll say Because yeah. I think any time I've ever seen anybody say it, but you're like, yeah. I, I, What's that new movie coming out I, with uh, Dennis I, Quaid? I, I was thinking about being a pilot. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's like he's yeah. family, and the the pilot has like a heart attack or something right. straight up. Yeah, and then what's great is this. It's like a low budget movie looking, so the family has to learn to fly the plane. Oh gosh! But the whole time there's this old man like <laughs> fast out. It's like that happens. That's yeah. kind of. I know it's a true story based off a true story. It is based on a true but story. But in the, yeah. in the like in the trailer, like so they're flying this whole time. And this dude's dead, just just hanging out right there. Like it's creepy. But uh, be tough, but yeah. that that's the common response, uh, and that's when you just look at him and go, "But you're not." No, I don't. I do, you know, <laughs> I get I get this a lot. I say, "Oh, I always wanted to be a pilot, but my vision wasn't good enough." Right. Well, yep. that's that would that would be a thing that was common in the military. If you didn't right. have twenty twenty, you were out. Correct. Um, I think they're civilian. They're looking for people now. It well, it's changed yeah. a little bit. I when I was in high school, I wanted to be a, a pilot in in the Air Force. You came to Adderall. At the time, <laughs> no, it's really strict. Yeah. And at the time, you had to have perfect vision, which I didn't. I had an astigmatism, and it wouldn't, they wouldn't even allow for corrective lenses or, or the Correct. surgeries because they weren't good is enough. This, back then. this is twenty-five on? years ago, uh, yeah. But now I think they have loosened up a little bit to where you can actually have corrective vision. But at the time, you can have robot eyes, which is so. funny when I think back on it. I'm like I probably couldn't have flown jets anyways. But as a, a young, naive teenager, I wanted to. I wanted oh, to yeah. get a jet and go. Man. I'm more of a passenger. <laughs> like I'm 100. Says passenger. the guy who's flown three times. <laughs> well, no, I'm, you know, more I'm of, a great like, passenger. Like I enjoyed the ride, so I'm gonna yeah. let people drive. Yeah. Like I don't I mean, driving in general. I don't even like doing. It's like I'd rather have someone else drive me, especially if it's in a fast car. Like yeah, go fast. Yeah. Oh well, hey man, I've got a bunch more questions. I think we're gonna. This is a good place to take a break. We're gonna pause. We come back. I've got a couple more aviation questions for you, and then a couple of just general funny stories I wanted to share. So we'll be right back. Audience of one with Andrew and Dick. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. 
Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belshner, along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler. Topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Right, we are back, audience of one. We are continuing our interview with pilot and author Eric Gaffney. Thanks again for joining us, Eric. Yeah, thanks for having me. So that was so boring. This is going to be part. It really was. It was. I, we being get a pilot, it. whatever. So this is going to be the part of the show where I ask really dumb questions about airplanes and basic flight. Okay, because I'm an idiot. The first dumb question. Dumb question number one. Why the heck do you guys fly so high? Is it specifically to get into the jet stream? What What's going on here? Yeah, get into the jet stream. Our engines perform better at high altitudes. We get better, you know, gas mileage, if you will. <laughs> nice. And also, you can go faster up there. The air is thinner, so the airplane can travel through the air faster ah, or th- over the ground and faster, there's not I birds. should say. I'm okay. dumb. There's not birds up there. Yeah, probably yeah, a lot that's less. That's true, too, yeah. Less weather, right? We're typically above the thunderstorms up yeah. there, or we have a better chance to go around the thunderstorms up there. So do certain planes fly at different heights, or is it more based on the distance of the um, trip itself? Uh, yeah, some airplanes can that go higher. That was dumb question number two. <laughs> no, that's, that's a great question. Um, some airplanes can go higher. Some fly lower, like if you have a propeller-driven airplane. Yeah, it, no thanks. It probably, <laughs> it can maybe not necessarily go as high as a jet airplane. So a jet airplane may high uh, fly into the uh, mid upper 30s or even low 40s. Some private jets, smaller jet airplanes, can fly into the 40,000s. Um, your fighter jets that we were talking about earlier, right? They can go way up high, 50, 60. What's the atmosphere feet, so. at? It varies, right? Day to day, I, you know, you get into the next level. At What's s- space? Upper thirty. Uh, space is way up there. Is that hundred thousand? Yeah, somewhere. Okay. I'm gonna say hot dog. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I was curious. I'm, I had to have like a, a reference. So yeah, yeah. You, you can watch a shuttle launch. Watch a uh, like a SpaceX, right? Yeah. You can you can watch their onboard cameras, and it's really neat. You can see the altitude. Oh. I believe it's in meters when they they launch, but you can watch is that it. European? As a, yeah. <laughs> something like that something yeah like that. you'd have to have a calculator next to you while i was doing it but but anyhow you can watch the cameras and then you can obviously watch as it goes into space it's really neat so how high have you gotten <coughs> i've been, the highest i've been is forty-one thousand. okay you want to go higher no i'm I'm good right there so, really i mean what? that's as high my airplane can go a little bit higher than that 42 uh but what happens if you go higher i was just about to ask what happens airplanes you know they're only designed to go up to a certain height the airplane can only design to be up uh can only handle being at a certain altitude but once it gets so high the air so thin the wing isn't designed to fly that high Mm -hmm. so it just just couldn't go any higher yeah because just the general principles of of lift right for an airplane which is what gets an airplane up in the air it starts to sort of lose its ability to stay up because there's not enough less effective yeah Yeah. less effective yeah you start running out of air the higher you go the less air there is the air is thinner yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. What, maybe maybe the answer is neither, but what is, in your mind, more dangerous? Taking off or landing? And I'm going to give my guesstimate Why here. Why would you even say dangerous gonna, in those words, man? We which one is more risky? Which one is more difficult? I'm going to say neither is particularly dangerous or risky. There, covered my bases. But I, if I had to guess, I'm going to say that 
landing is probably less dangerous because you've already got speed on the plane, you've already got energy or whatever. So if something were to go wrong, you could get back into the air more quickly rather than trying to generate taking off. That's is that's as good as I get. Which, good answer. Yeah. Well, it was my right. answer. I don't yeah. know if it was a good one. Well, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I I wouldn't want to be the one to say which one is more dangerous, right? Because I, I in my mind, none of it's dangerous, right? right? Are there risks involved? Sure, right? And that's what we as pilots do. We manage that risk, and we yeah. try to, you know, we, we, we know the certain parameters for landing, winds, and weather, and what have you. So, sure, yeah, you got high energy coming in to hit, hit your controlled crash, right? You're hitting the ground <laughs> yeah. with a big thing, a big airplane, and that's not a controlled crash. It's not a good <laughs> answer, right? But you're, you're bringing a big airplane out of the sky and bringing it to a stop on the ground. So there's a lot of risk there. And how fast um, are you moving when, we, when you're touching the ground initially? How fast is that plane still moving? Uh, somewhere around 100 and depends on the airplane, right? So each airplane is very, very different. And also in each air, individual airplane, it depends on the weight of the airplane. A higher weight would mean a little bit of a higher speed because you need more airflow over the wings coming in to keep that, uh, that the wing flying. So average, say, in a big jet, like I fly somewhere in the 130 miles per hour to, say, 140 miles per hour. Slow. So, wow, it's like really that. slowed so, down So, yeah, we lot. can get slowed down. You know, when people think airplanes, jet airplanes, are doing 500 miles an hour, mm-hmm. right? We're certainly not doing that down low to the ground. That's that's when we're talking upper that level. That answers my question, though, because I, I swear sometimes it feels like, and, you know, you're just basing on what you see outside the window, like, man, we are cooking right now. Like, this seems faster than normal. Maybe that particular flight needed a little more speed when you're Correct. landing. Ah, so it's not all uniform. Right. Okay, interesting. And you know, and, and another thing is, you're, these are speeds that we're based. That we're flying airplanes based on uh, airspeed. So imagine if you had a 20 mile an hour headwind directly into you. So let's take 130 miles an hour as an example. That would be our airspeed. What would you see out the window though? Would be about 110 miles an hour ground speed. Okay. Yeah. So imagine yeah. if there yeah. was calm winds. Yeah, that makes so sense. now the calm wind, same airspeed, 130 knots or 130 miles an hour. What you would see out the window would be 130 miles an hour because there's no wind now at that point. So big variable. Uh, That's why when you see the uh, Red Bull, or I don't know if it's Red Bull, but you'll see a stunt plane, yeah. say, at an air show, mm-hmm. come and land on top of a school bus. If the school bus was parked and then it landed on top of it, that would be really impressive. Right. But it's never parked, right? It's moving. What is it doing? It's driving down the yeah. runway. Why? Because it's generating essentially an airspeed over that top of that, that school bus or the, the, the landing site. So now that airplane th- can come in and almost match that speed. Mm-hmm. And when it touches down, it has way less uh, ground speed to bleed off to stop. Yeah. So. So in, essentially, their ground speed at touchdown. It's like telling how the magic trick was was done. Uh, right yeah, there. I yeah. just ruined it for yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. No, it's amazing. Yeah. Helicopters are cool too. Yeah, yeah. You ever flown a helicopter? No, well, I've flown in the front seat of one. I got to fly. So on different a, though, On isn't a life flight flight one Ooh. time as a ride along, and yeah, completely Ooh. different concept. Yeah. Way out it's of creepy. my. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, your wings are moving. And, you know, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, my wing's moving too, right? But it stays with the airplane the whole well, time. Well, like, your wing is moving faster than the airplane is. You go out to the, what's the Conroe Regional Airport here? You can watch Touch and Goes and they have a Walnut Cafe, and it's a great spot to watch all that stuff. And I remember sitting there watching them. And when I say Touch and Go, that's a cool term that I know. Yeah, very good. So, you know what Touch and Go is? I do, yes. So when they're just come down, uh, touch, yeah. and, and go. Well, this random dude yeah. had a truck, pulls this trailer out. Literally pulls the tarp off. It's like a miniature helicopter. I'm like, is this dude just going to take off right here? Yep. Like right off the trailer. Incredible. I thought that was illegal. I was like, that can't be safe. But he just, boop, 
Don. And it's just, I guess that's his hobby. I've got my trailer, got my helicopter. I'm out of here. Wow. So do you have a plane? Do you own a plane? No. Do no. you want to? That would be, I tell you, I would love to in a perfect world, right? Have my own airplane, go fly, and go visit family that's with. A, that's but a certain it's... class of people that like, and I'm not saying just financially, I mean, it's like the mindset of, like, yeah, I want to have my own airplane. It's a lot of work, right? Yeah. A lot of maintenance. Yeah, a lot of money, having. obviously. Yeah. So financially, it's it's a big burden, but also time-wise and taking care of it, you know. No, yeah. what about those airplanes, like the John Denver airplane? Those look crazy. You know, I'm talking about like the single-seater. Like, yes. I, th- that's a propeller one, I think. But uh, yes. those things go pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Like the P-51, right? Yeah. Small, you know, just because it has a, a propeller on it doesn't mean it's slow, yeah. right? You know, P-51 could go very fast. and. Yeah, they're great, and they're very maneuverable, almost like, you know, you see a lot of what we call aerobatic or airplanes, right, yeah. that are propeller-driven, and they can fly upside down and do some really cool tricks and what, lots of fun. What's the chaos like in the sky when it comes to, like, other airplanes? Because I'm pretty sure there's, like, a ping system or something. You know, you kind of know where everyone is. Because at any given moment, how many airplanes are in the sky? There's got to be a lot. Yeah, and it's it's really uh, it's actually public knowledge. You can there's certain tracking like flight mm-hmm. radar apps and uh, websites that you can go and see all the. Yeah, aircraft. we can track Elon. And uh, yeah, well, yeah. he put a stop to that, I think, maybe or yeah. tried to. Yeah, I, I, I suppose when you're flying, you can look out the window and be like, "Hey, look, there's another plane." There's John. Hey, look, totally. There's another plane over there. There's Eric. Totally. Yeah. You wave. Well, I wouldn't know who it is, right? But <laughs> but no, it's amazing. Wave? Like like people in jeeps, you know, they they give the one do finger do, wave. Do you do the Maverick the maneuver? Uh, well, you know, you couldn't wave, right? Because the closest I will say the closest you could be is about a thousand feet apart, because that would be vertically separated, yeah. a thousand feet. And uh, so sometimes we'll flash the lights or something. It's, hey, buddy, it, stay, out of, stay out of my lane. Well, yeah, and it's also <laughs> a great way to say hi, right? Yeah. But it's also a great way to increase your visibility. Yeah. Uh, so that way they see you. If it's nighttime, they'll I'm see a your fan lights. Of, I'm a fan of visibility on a plane. When I'm, I'm just going to throw that out the, there. The, I like Why are the seen. plane windows so tiny? Well, that's, that's so for you seeing out. No, I'm talking about for, like, for your cockpit, the the windows are like uh, this I will say thing. when you walk into an airplane you look up front sometimes they do look a little they small. Look small however if you get up in the in the correct oh, seat in the height nose, you can see and down you can kind of see down the okay. windows a little bit it's I get big you. enough I should say and it wraps around too right it a little does. bit yeah there there's you know all the way around no. yeah okay so last dumb question <laughs> i think should i be scared of turbulence no Okay. Absolutely not. I mean, if there there could be turbulence that is severe enough to be scared of. However, you know, almost 100% of the time we're not going to fly through that. Let's say major line of thunderstorms, heavy rain, tornadoes, big squall line. Airplanes are not going to fly through that. Yeah, you guys you try might, and avoid it. Correct. You may see an airplane on the radar for some reason going over the top of that or going around it. Ground-based radar versus what we see down here is not the same as what airborne radar is. So what they, what's happening on the ground may be way different from what's happening up. So in other words, they may be sure. going around it, and it looks like they're going through it. But well, you need to tell that lady that was sitting next to me on the last flight that turbulence is nothing to be scared of. Good grief. It's, it's a lack of control. People get scared. Yeah. I like it. If it starts bumping, they, they don't know what's going on. I would have assumed that third glass of Chardonnay would have calmed her down, but I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I used to commute on in the back of airplanes uh, when I lived in Oklahoma. So I'm uh, based here in Houston. So I would go back and forth, right, as a passenger. And if I was sleeping, it was funny. I'd wake up when we land, and uh, and uh, we'd have a nervous flyer maybe sitting next to me or near me. And they would say, oh, you slept through all that turbulence, so I knew everything was fine. 
<laughs> so the pilot was sleeping and everything's fine. Right. No, the, the pilot in the back, right? Not yeah. the pilot up front sleeping. But let's make sure we're clear on that. I did. This is actually a true story. This happened just in the last flight I was in. Uh, I'm sitting on an aisle seat and the two people next to me, they're, they're a couple. And uh, we're getting ready for takeoff or whatever. And she busts out a personal Wi-Fi device. And she said, him he's connecting to it. And she's opened up her laptop and they're connecting to it. And they're so pleased with themselves. Like, I'm getting full bars, full bars of coverage. I'm thinking, do they really think that's going to work when you get up to above, I don't know, a couple thousand feet? Yeah, they did. They really thought it was. And can you imagine their surprise when they got in there and they're like, ain't working. I'm like, did you, did you really think that the Internet was inside of that little, in that little device i'm like it has to receive a signal and then just sends it out everybody knows the internet is in a black box inside of big ben we all know that i wonder if starlink would work up there oh because it's satellite yeah i don't know but they were so mad because it doesn't work once it got up in the air but that was hilarious actually i do know starlink does work up there yeah i I think delta that would work i don't know i don't I think one of the airlines is using Starlink okay. now. I don't know so for sure, but yeah, we do have Wi-Fi on the airplane. Yeah, well, yes, well, but that's Air enabled. That's, that's a different that's device, a, right? yeah, this not was, what they were this using. This was just like their regular AT&T they brought from their house, yeah. and they, were, they, they expected it to work. Yeah, you know Eric gets on the on the PA. It's like, hey, if you want to pay $24, you can get Wi-Fi in the airplane. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eric's the one charging you that, guys. Yes, just totally. Know. He's yeah. the one. Yeah, it, goes straight, it, it goes straight to me, yeah. yeah. It's to, it's to uh, find his habit of writing books, by the way. I love the animation animation in it by the way yeah my illustrator her name's uh, alicia she did a wonderful job she's uh, a good friend of my wife's they used to work together they were teachers in oklahoma and when i approached her with the project she took it on and just knocked it out of the park she said did a great job because I, I tell her i tell people that a children's book is i think the most important part of the pictures right yeah and, uh, she, yeah well you want to you want to turn the page that's what the Correct. pictures are good you're going to turn the page man that's right yeah so yeah, I was very proud of her. So, so let's good. get let's get gritty here, and let's get political about airplanes. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Great. So, Eric, where do you think airplanes are going to go in the future? Like That's a good question. Like, like to Mars? You, well, I mean, like, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, no, it's more of like probably to Houston. Like, is the overall yeah. goal if, in your industry going to be like we're we're trying to get to this place the fastest way possible, but also we're trying to maximize how many people we can get on an airplane and go that fast. Do you think there's ever going to be a point where it's like, this is ridiculous. We're we're shift. We go to Doha in like an hour, and you think we can actually get there with airplanes, or you think we have to go another route? Well, it's that's a good question because there's a lot of different companies out there pursuing supersonic yeah flight again. And can people even fly that though? Like the average person. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the Concorde back in the. Well, a long time ago, right? The yeah, Concord they stopped flew, making them. Or... And it's gone now. It I don't even know what that is. The Concorde? So. Oh, it's, it was the, the one of the fastest commercial airlines. So why don't they, do people having heart attacks on it? or what? It was an old technology. Yeah. It was. It had it had, had a couple accidents. It had that interesting front nose yeah, on it. It, did, looking, yeah. it looked like a bird almost. It was cool. Well, it could fly very fast, right? Yeah. Very fast. And it could go very fast. So For a long but time? That was a long Across time. Across the world, for, yeah. Oh, yeah wow. Long enough, right? Yeah. It could go, it could go long enough and get you, say, from like New York to... London, I, I don't know the time, but let's say a few hours compared to seven hours, and that's a big deal. Well, that's, that's what, a big difference. That's so. what fascinates me about the airline industry is like you know, two hundred years ago, we weren't even thinking of going to London in a day, but now today I can just go to London, and it's like that's wild to me. Yeah, it is. But then you know, there's so many different types of aircrafts, and then it's like, well, what's the best way? Because like when I go online, you just kind of like accept where you're going, like you just pay a ticket. 
but like in your opinion is like what's the best airline what is because you work for an airline from one instance probably the best one so right well i'm biased yeah but it's just kind of like the navigating through all these different options for people flying like what's the you pay for baggage or whatever and it's like the craziest stuff but what like what do i do when i go fly on an airplane what do i do <laughs> sounds like you've got it down you just look for the best ticket yeah. price right yeah what's uh, the best deals like yeah. I want, how do i get on for free uh, that's a good question i don't know you become a pilot and then you get to that's travel true. for free yeah. yeah and uh yeah okay that's uh that's best that's best i got and or, air- or flight tenant flight tenant's another great way to travel yeah for free <laughs> yeah that's that's a tough job it I is think. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, constantly serving people and in the air and not at their house i think that's a pretty tough job yeah, I don't know that I can. No, they do a great job, and it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is, and there's a lot of crazy people on airplanes these days. They have to deal with. Oh yeah, I gosh. can't imagine wearing a mask for like more than an hour. Yeah, that's gotta be tough. Well, luckily, they don't you have, have to, to wear. You have to wear a mask when you're in the pilot. Not, no. not in the airplane. Not in the oh, cockpit. Of course, yeah. rules for you or <laughs> rules for me, and not for you. I get it. But uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about you know perceptions of of air uh, flight travel. Is you know, Andrew, you fly a lot. I don't fly a lot. Do you think it's going to become a normal thing where it's so cheap to fly that everyone's because everyone can just do it for like fifty bucks? I don't think, think so. You don't think it'll ever get no, that way? I mean, it's going like, in the other direction. If anything, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I've never like tickets to me. If if ticket costs more than two hundred fifty dollars both ways, I'm not going. Yeah. But my friends who go all the all over the world is like, yeah, I paid nine nineteen hundred dollars. I'm like, jeez. But then again, you went to Milan, so I guess that's worth it, I guess. But I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, you couldn't drive there for that. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't drive there at all. I was going to say, but, well, I yeah. don't think you could do that at all. But, well, yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, everything's so variable. You know, it takes a lot of gas to fly an airplane, right? It takes a lot of a lot of moving parts. So I don't think it would be that cheap. But. Do pilots retire ever? Yeah. Yeah, we have a... Man, they're forced to. Correct, yeah. So, but like, you know, you got the itch to fly still, right? Like, you love flying, right? Yeah, you think... Well, though, you could fly... Personally, you could buy an airplane. Oh, okay. You could go fly. But you're not doing that. That's not a long-term goal for yeah. you. That's hard to say. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a little ways away for me. Well, because the reason I'm asking that is because you get people who have a job that it's like, it, it's so simple as like, oh, you're, you're, you're flying all the time. You get so second nature to it. And then if you stop doing it, like oh, two months from then, you're like, well, I've, I need to get up in the air. I, I want to be up there. Generally, yeah. what is the four-stage retirement? I wasn't aware of this. 65 at the okay. moment. Okay, well then, yeah. you're ready to stop flying at, at that 65 point, anyways. Yeah. You're so like, yeah, I've done this. Yeah. Well, they didn't do that to Maverick. No, yeah. Well, no, he's not 65, though. I think he, he's I, in his I, early 60s. Although, as I we talked about, he still looked like he's 40. Well, what's wild to me about that movie is they say, like, oh, you're aged. But, like, oh, you can train him so you can still get an airplane and fly. It's it's a movie. Military's yeah. different too. This <laughs> yeah. is I'm speaking civilian would be 65 right now. Yeah. So can you be like a private airplane owner and be 90 and fly? T- totally. Really? Yeah. So now we have like again all pilots have to have Harrison a, Ford. He's still flying. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So <laughs> and, you have to have a medical. Rough. You still have to have a medical, but it, <laughs> oh, we so have even if classes. you're even if you're a private per- citizen and you want to be a Correct. pilot, you have to do something like what you're doing every year. Correct. Now oh, wow. it's well there's some different rules that I yeah. I don't remember all of them to be honest, but you would there are different classes. Yeah. So a pilot, uh, a personal like private pilot would have a lower class than say a uh, airline pilot would have. More strict rules, more more uh, higher standards, if you yeah. will, for a medical. Okay. Yeah, because that's that to me is 
I want to know what technology is going to do with like flying because it's it's going to be so efficient. It's going to be so much. Oh, cheaper. it's fascinating. Automation, right? Yeah. I mean, look at all the automation that's coming out. That's that things are changing yeah. rapidly, and uh, but still, I saw automation that, fails, and that's uh, what that we United is introducing new airplanes every week or every two weeks another fleet. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we're bringing wow. on a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. What what, what kind of moment in because you probably don't know this because you don't build airplanes, but like, is there certain moments when technology is so far surpassed the old one where it's like, hey, we're getting rid of jet engines because we have this new engine? What, nuclear? I don't know. <laughs> because I can't imagine what it's like being a pilot when you're doing propeller stuff, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have jet engines yeah. now. Like, what is that? Well, it's all going electric. Oh, well, yeah, I think electric's electric. the big thing right now. Okay, so yeah. that's what's going on. I don't, I don't. We, we talked about this last week about getting on a, a 3D-printed airplane, and we both said, no, we're out. We're not getting on a 3D-printed airplane, because mm-hmm. we did a whole segment on 3D printing. I don't know that I would want to get on a battery-powered airplane either. I, I, I think I'm wanting the good old-fashioned... Gas, I'm fine jet with it. fuel. You're already taking a risk, so why not? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Just seems like seems like there's more things that can go wrong, but that's just me. You're flying. So you think pe- this is a potential, huh? I, I do. I mean, look, the investments are out there. It's it's you know, in terms of How long range flights, batteries it's hard though to, say. to power it's that be pretty thing. big. Yeah. Now you look at your eight, ten, eight, nine, ten hour flights. Would they be able to do electric flight? Probably not yet. But yeah. these shorter range. Well, and flights, batteries also don't operate the same or keep their same charge at, at uh, colder temperatures. And once oh, you get up, you think you know all about batteries, don't you? Yeah, I do. I well, do. Well, the, they'll power a heater, right, to keep it. Warm. Oh, they're gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> well, the, you know, underneath the because isn't cockpit, it like thirty below? The little you bicycle. They have a little bicycle. Yeah, that's where they're, they're, they're getting the power. They're, they're charging <laughs> it. Yeah, that's my job. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it like thirty below zero once you guys get up to oh, altitude? Oh, yeah, very. Yeah, it's very cold. Yep. Yeah. It's cold up there, so I can imagine those batteries. They yeah. gotta keep. They gotta be. Uh, Why are gotta, you against progress? Only if it's progress. Yeah. <laughs> to me, oh, to me, true. he's saying, "Well, right. we may not be able We're to take political. long flights." That We're doesn't sound. Political. That doesn't sound like progress. No, I'm just saying, if I'm you just, can't take it for a long flight. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I just, if it, it's amazing. Who cares? I don't like. Yeah, if it gets up in the air, let's go. Let's do it. So. You know, it was funny. I uh, I flew on one of these planes. It was massive, just jumbo, jumbo jet. And I, I made the comment that it looks like it was a jet that had eaten another jet. And it was one of these that has like 10 rows across, just massive. And the, the pilot was actually standing what? there. Yeah, it was big. Uh, the pilot was standing there, and I, I made the comment to him. I said, man, this is a huge jet. He goes, yep, sure hope we can get it in the air. <laughs> that's a pilot. I think all like, pilots that's a pilot joke. This, yeah, they probably have all this humor. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, it's a good thing I... I, I was not, you know, white knuckle scared flyer, but I was like, yeah, let's hope. What's crazy though is that plane was so smooth. It's yeah, so yeah. big, man. It would take turbulence different than some of the smaller jets. It's it kind of just, yeah. It's a real slow move, you know. Instead of more of a, I'm sure it can if you hit some pretty strong turbulence, but it was, it felt completely different than any of the other. I always I wanted know. to go on a two story one, where yeah. like you actually had, yeah, you can climb up the stairs, like go upstairs. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a that's a big jet though. Is, are those yeah. for like long distance overseas type things? No, they are. However, they carry they're just more load factor, right? What yeah. it would carry. So, you know, a double decker airplane is going to seat a lot more people. So, and they have a bar. That always looked cool to me. It's like imagine just sitting at a bar, you're in the air. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to switch gears here in, the la- pilot, yeah. in, the, in the last few minutes of the show here, and, and I don't know that I actually mentioned this earlier, but you. Are actually my neighbor. You live probably. We're, we're searching five, real far for our guests. Well, I just live in a really cool area, so he just happened to be right there. I don't know, maybe five, six houses down. 
And um, what I've noticed is you have become a, a member of a very, very exclusive club in our neighborhood. Definitely. Would you like to... Would you like to disclose what this is? Yeah, so it's the fastest growing sport in America. You know, <laughs> low plug for pickleball. And, you know, we live on, uh, hell? it's our, our street name, right? We're the Placid Hill Picklers, right? So if we joke, but yeah, we play a lot of pickleball. It, I had never, I've only lived in this area for less than a year now. Um, right. Oh, wow. And when I moved down, it had still been a few months before I'd even heard the term. And then we went, for Halloween, we dressed up as pickleball players. Yes. And, uh, Saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what is a pickleball player dress like? I don't know, really. I yeah. still haven't learned that. But uh, we, we had these really goofy shirts, spray paint on there, and yeah. headbands, goofy glasses, short shorts, high socks, you know, the look, yeah. right? And uh, But, yeah, now we get together almost every week week and uh, either play at the courts or we'll pay on the street with chalk lines. Yeah, they and put chalk lines right net. across the street, close the street down, put a net. Isn't there a net? Okay, there's yeah, a net. Yeah, they're playing. Yep. Yeah, we have we have. Well, I think we have three nets between the group, you mm-hmm. know. Um, oh, so this is just so. neighbors being neighbors. Yeah, right just there in the middle of the street. These are adult men closing serious. the street down. Yeah, we're, right we are essentially closing the street. There have been a few cars that come around, and they will turn around. We won't move the net for them. What's, of course, what's the right? HOA so. think of all this? No, uh, there's. Uh, Y'all have an HOA? I thought Andrew was going to do something like, you need to remove this tree. I thought that's why he brought you on. He's like, we need to talk about this tree. You're my neighbor. We're trying to get rid of it. No, but it's funny because I see him playing all the time, and I've never actually played. But um, last week, fun. I wandered down there, and then yeah. and I said, all right, guys, show me how to play. And I will admit that the rules did seem as though a fifth grader had just made them up there on the spot. Isn't it's it just because ten- we are. Isn't yes. it just yeah. tennis? It's like a mix between tennis and ping pong, if you will. Uh, maybe four square and a little bit of four a little, square, right? Yeah, a There's little a little bit, bit of cornering yeah, in there, yeah. but uh, uh, yeah, it's a great game. It really is. Yeah, so fun. I looked up the the history of it here on on Wikipedia, and apparently it's it was created back in 1965 um, at the summer home of Joel Pritchard, who actually went on to be a United States congressman and Washington's lieutenant governor. But basically, he was looking for something for his kids to do, and they um, they said, "Well, let's go get out the um, the badminton um, net." But they couldn't find the shuttlecock. And so it was like, all right, well, um, here, we'll use this wiffle ball. Hey, where are the paddles? Well, we can't find paddles. So they just used ping pong paddles. And they started playing it every week and realizing, hey, this is kind of fun, and slowly made up the rules, slowly lowered the net, realized that a wiffle ball can spin and bounce different ways. So they, they moved it from grass over onto concrete, and the game just slowly, slowly grew from I always there. thought it was for people who played tennis but can't physically play tennis anymore. Well, it's not for that. I think those people are, are kind of attracted to the game because it's it, it, you don't have to move as much as you would in yeah. tennis. But it, it is pretty... Oh, you're getting a workout. You're, you're def- outside. You're definitely getting a workout. And, More and, than bowling. And there's, it's just like anything <sighs> else. There's skill levels, and some guys really get into it. And if you're playing with some skilled people, it can probably be pretty, pretty heated. The what's, na- what's the ball? It act- There's an actual... Is it heavy? Pickle it's ball. like a, it's a, a think of a wiffle ball, but a little thicker and a little heavier. Okay. Not not super About heavy. About the size but, of yeah. a baseball, maybe? Yeah. Maybe yeah. slightly smaller? Yeah, I always wanted to see that, because I was like, when I watched it on television, I was like, is that a weighted ball, or is that like a... It's a thick, thick plastic like, ball. Because you see people try to slam it, but oh, it's yeah. like the ball didn't go that far. So I was like, that's got to be a little yeah. little weighted, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, it's a and, fun sport. Uh, Tron, our neighbor, said that his paddle was like two hundred dollar paddle. I'm like, oh my gosh! That's so somebody, we have we're missing out on a on a golden opportunity here. Is it made out of wood? Man, I don't know. Like a tennis racket would basically. It's it's a well, tennis racket has like aluminum. wires. Or yeah, s- and then string. I don't know what the surface of it is made out. Yeah, of. Yeah, they're carbon based, or some of them are fiberglass. Yeah, there you go. So if fiber. we came, if I came over to Andrews and we could we play? Absolutely. Do I have to bring? 
like a ball and stuff? No, we have we have everything. All right, we cool. have extra paddles. I kind of want to try it out. Come on out. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I did it one time. I'm one and zero. I I won my first game. So yeah. I'm. He thinking. played with the guy we call the professor. He's really smart, <laughs> and uh, he's the one who teaches everybody. And yeah, he's the one that was giving me all the rules and the rundown. He's like, okay, so after the first time, you can only bounce once, then you can hit it, and then the second time, it doesn't have to bounce. But then, if it hits in between this line, then you can walk in there. Oh, and hit totally making I'm it like, all up. I'm yeah. like, this is this is made up on the spot, <laughs> but whatever. It was fun. I is had a good real? time. It's fun. It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll check it out. It's it does fun. have real. Yeah, yeah. What but, else do you do? Oh, that's about Besides it. Besides be like the greatest neighbor. <laughs> oh, my dad. I, I've got two little kids. And Do they want to be pilots? Uh, I I think some days they're my son. He's he's four now. He'll be five this summer, but he'll pack his little suitcase and pretend like he's going on a trip, you know. I like it. Like, I'm going on a three-day trip, Daddy. I'll see you later. And it's, you know, really cute and really fun. So, But I don't know. There's They still have a long time before they have to decide that. And you're married? I am, yeah. What does she do? She's stay-at-home mom and wow. does homeschool, so she's oh, very you're a homeschooler. Yeah, you're one of those people. Yeah, we are one of those, <laughs> those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Our neighbors are homeschoolers. They have a like once a month. They have like a huge party. It looks like, but no, it's, it's for homeschooling. It's yeah, like they have a get together with all the like thirty kids. I'm like, what is going on next door? <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so homeschooling. We had didn't we have some? I feel like we talked about homeschooling. You and I on this show? I don't think so. Because I know I've interviewed a bunch of homeschooler people, but yeah, doesn't sound familiar. Anyways. Are you homeschooled? No, I was not. Okay. No. Because that's, like, that's like a that's a commitment right there. It is. Yeah, yeah it my is. wife does a great job with it. Because I would wonderful. not be confident enough to teach like anything like math. I'm like, I, I did terrible in school. Like, Yeah, every now and then I have to substitute. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's like you know, the good substitute was the one who rolled the TV in, yeah. right? Yeah, like, that's, that's where I come in. Right? We're going to watch Days of Our Lives today, kids. <laughs> well, no, no, For homeschool, six hours. Homeschooling, especially during COVID, like boomed. It's, yeah, it's it huge did. now, so it's yeah. they're probably have better kids. So, well, I don't know about that. I'm just I'm kidding. Yeah. But no, it's but okay to say your kids are better than his kids. <laughs> there's there's good programs out there. There's yeah. there's different schools, if you will, right? That you can get aligned with, and and different programs that you can yeah, you know, curriculum that you can teach off of, and then you can have like uh, different days like. We call them co-ops, right? Where well, they can like, yeah, get I think together. that's what our neighbors do. It's right. like because yeah. he's a he's a dentist, and I think he teaches science to them, yeah, and anatomy and stuff like right. that. Right, but yeah, it's a, it's a it takes a village almost. It does. It's a weird network because you never no one ever knows it existed until you get into it, and yeah. you're like, this is here. Yeah, so that's amazing. That's and there's a lot of great ways to socialize the kids nowadays. Yeah, so it's it's way different. The internet, than, right? Totally, yeah. Just put them on Facebook all day, yeah. right? All day. <laughs> That's audience, audience of one. There, that'll <laughs> rot their brain. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't imagine raising kids right now. You guys are yeah, we're lucky. brave. You're lucky and brave at the same we're brave. time. brave. Well, I thought I'd close out this the show with this story that I saw, and it kind of reminded me of our neighborhood. It seemed like something that um, would totally happen and go down with this group of. Placid Hill Picklers that we have. But uh, this story, I actually saw it several weeks ago, and when I knew that you were going to be on, I decided to um, I decided to hold on to it because <laughs> I thought this was perfect. But anyways, this guy named Sean McGarry says he found a toilet sitting in his yard back in October. Apparently some of his neighbors, I don't know if somebody maybe was renovating and they took an old toilet out of their house or they found an old toilet, but, you know, as guys will do, they threw it in his front yard. Okay, well, this guy said, okay, I see you. I'll one-up you. And he decided to leave it there and then begin decorating it for Halloween. That's fun. Yeah. 
And then it got some, so much attention, he said, well, I'm going to decorate it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And now I'm going to decorate it for Christmas. And at this time, he was planning on decorating it also for Valentine's Day. So now this is starting to become a thing. <laughs> and what was a joke on him is now a joke on everybody else. Love okay. It. And so much so that he's now um, petitioning the HOA to allow him to leave this toilet in his yard. <laughs> Why would he need to ask? He's already doing it. <laughs> well, the, the HOA has come in and said, uh, uh, you need to remove this. And he's like, no, I'm petitioning this. So I, I, couldn't, you, couldn't you see something like this going down totally. in our neighborhood? Yeah. 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 In fact, I think it's going to happen this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's something like, uh, because, you know, a lot of times they'll have rules on you can't have statues or adornments or whatever inside of your, your lawn. Airplanes. And, and I think that's probably, yeah, airplanes. Yeah. That's probably yeah. where the rule that they're getting him on is you're not allowed to have any porcelain statues or whatever like that. And he's like, but it, it doesn't say toilet, though. And technically, this is a toilet. Now, I could, I could see. It's going to be see, written in now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I could see Steven doing this, though. I could totally see Stephen putting a toilet in his front yard and yeah. sitting on there and drinking a beer and waving at everybody. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, I found that story. Neighbors. 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 All right, guys. Well, one last time, we wanted to plug your book, Eric Flies High. Eric Gaffney, you can find it on Amazon. And you said one other location, I think. I got a square link if I, I could personalize yeah, them. Sign it, some. Yeah, I'm going we'll to we'll get you to sign this for me before you leave. Yeah, because, I can do that for you. Yeah, this is great. Well, Eric, this has been this has been fun, man. Um, you're welcome back anytime, and uh, I would say uh, thanks for coming in, and we appreciate it. And I learned a little bit today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. All right, we're back. We're back, 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 back. Well, audience of one here with my buddy Andrew. That was a great interview we had with Eric. Yeah, man, he's great. The pilot. The one-armed pilot. The one-armed pilot and the one-armed author. I guess it only takes yeah. one arm to do all that stuff, man. It's oh. amazing. I wonder what else he can do with one arm. Pickleball. But yeah, yeah, that was a great uh, topic with uh, to conversation with them. But now we're getting to the rest of the show, I guess. Yeah, man. Uh, before we, he had some time constraints. You know, he's a responsible yeah. individual. He has things to do I during the day. That. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to remind folks: if you want to buy the book, it's a children's book, and you there's links below on our stuff so you can get the book right there absolutely so and if you're hearing stuff in the background uh they're clearly doing construction here on sunday at uh conroe tower so hopefully they're actually finishing out the building i'm really excited about that Uh, that'd be nice yeah it's kind of weird it's like an empty space it's almost like you play paintball in there or something like what's going on here well yeah if you go like if you go right out here there's a door yeah and it's just open Hmm. and it's just like the carpet's missing, it's concrete. Maybe, maybe we need to have an audience of one pickleball court set up in there. I think we could probably that actually, do actually that. might be pretty slick. Potentially do that. We could stream it, stream it on uh, yeah. TikTok because apparently that's where all the crazy trends go. You know, TikTok. Do you do TikTok? Yeah, you do. I know you do because you well, mentioned it before, right? It's definitely a pastime with yeah. my wife and I. Like when we get together, we're tired. Like, what do you want to watch? I'm like, I don't want to commit to a show. Let's watch some TikTok. So we have an iPad. Yeah, that is specifically for TikTok. Like it's shared. TikTok it's, iPad. Well, it's our account because she was all obsessed with like, oh, it's the al- algorithm. It's yours if you do it. Like, and so we watch that one together. That account. Yeah. So the stuff we get is based off both of us. Okay. And it's pretty smart. Yeah. Because it knows my humor very well. <laughs> I bet it does. It's ridiculous. We get some wild videos. Well, have have you had the videos of the Kia boys pop up? So, uh, no, but I do know what you're talking about. Oh. I've heard about it just because it was something that it was, uh, I think Kia had a response. That's a, the manufacturer, the car manufacturer, yeah. Kia, had to do a response of how, like, oh, it's easy to break into a car. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. And it's not just Kia. I think it's it's Hyundai as well. Yeah, something. 
Yeah. Well, it's got, you know, you, you remember like that Ford F-150 for like six year versions? Like there's some year, uh, there's some specific year you could literally get into the car with a screwdriver. No. Yeah. But like, it sounds like this is what this is. It's yeah. kind of close to like that. Like people just you jam a screwdriver and you're in the car. Yeah. This is basically all you need is a screwdriver and a USB uh, cord, apparently. But what, what I'm referring to, yeah. I'd never heard of this, but when I was up in, in Michigan, um, somebody mentioned um, the, the Kia boys. And they were surprised that I had not heard of this. Apparently, this started in Milwaukee and kind of spread around the, the Midwest a couple of years ago. And it's, of, of course a TikTok trend where kids, and I mean kids, we're talking like 11 to 17-year-old, probably mostly boys doing hood rat stuff, right, are stealing Kias and Hondas because they're easy to steal, and they're basically filming it. But after they steal the cars, what the most disturbing thing is, they're driving like just crazy erratic, as you can imagine yeah. a 12-year-old would do on with a stolen car. You know, I mean... I can't imagine doing that, but if I did steal a car, if I was the type of person to steal a car, I, I imagine I would also drive it erratically. Yeah, I'd use the handbrake for sure. <laughs> the handbrake? Yeah, you, you know, certain cars have the handbrake. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I've never used that. No, me unless neither. I was parking. But if right. I'm if I'm doing Tokyo yeah. Drift, dude. Yeah, I've I've seen that before. I don't know if you want to show uh, any of the videos. So I've, I I found this one. I'm putting it up for the people on our YouTube and Facebook. So this is a video of people breaking into this car, and yeah, these these actually look like young adults. But uh, some of the stories I've seen, they're they're just small children. Um, it says see. the Kia boys video spread across social media and led to skyrocketing car thefts uh, in Milwaukee, and that similar trends started popping up around the world. Uh, crazy though, um, I, this this one video uh, has been viewed over six million times. Uh, I don't know if that's the video we're looking at, but as you can imagine, all it's doing is is encouraging other kids to keep this trend up, and it's extremely dangerous, obviously. Um, but yeah, you're right. Kia had to actually go in and say, um, or not not Kia themselves. I'm sorry, insurance companies, where they they said we're not going to be able to insure. They're going to have to change policies on these cars because the the amount of theft was so high. Well, it's interesting to me that... Uh, Is that still on? No, I, I took it off. Because oh, okay. okay. I couldn't find... I think they're trying to not let people see that because... They oh, maybe. It. That might be So why. I was like... Because I thought we had like a 10-minute clip of like a collection of them. Yeah. But I couldn't... They may have scrubbed it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when it's... It's so fascinating, especially in the younger crowd, where they do these challenges... It's kind of like, remember the ice bucket challenge? I do. At least that one had some sort of... But I'm uh, saying, like, it's just funny how things go crazy. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it's like, sure. let's one-up each other, and, yeah. and like, the Tide Pod thing was a thing. I can't, believe that was, I can't believe that was a thing. Wasn't the ice challenge, though, wasn't that for, like, uh, to, to... It was for some... Yeah, some it wasn't a, Yeah, it wasn't ALS, ALS I think, like maybe. That, yeah. So it had a good a good cause to it. But uh, For but, awareness, obviously, we <laughs> didn't work for us. We can't remember what well, the cause we was. we remember but, the challenge. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. I think what happened was the challenge became... A thing it in and of itself. It wasn't just ASL. It's like I challenge you and I support this charity. Yeah. And so just yeah. a random thing. But the Kia thing was fascinating to me because I feel like when the video camera was invented, there has always been that old saying, "Don't record anything you don't want people to see." And you had these kids who literally are recording filming themselves, breaking into grand a car. theft auto for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, man? What do you think the next one's gonna be? 
Uh, Max Fad. It's going to be like the Jeep rollover challenge. Remember how Jeeps used to have the... The roll bars? Yeah, they have roll bars. Suicide bars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back, you know, 20 years ago, Jeeps had the the, um, propensity to roll. Yeah. And I can just see this now going into something where they're like, all right, we're going to steal a Jeep. And Uh, we're just going to see if we can get this sucker to roll a few times. Well, there was... I remember there was another fad, and people can correct me on this in high schools, where people were bringing furniture into bathrooms. And it was like a constant challenge where like you go, like you try to put a chair in there and like people were like, oh, you brought a chair, I'm going to put a desk. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you put a desk, I put a globe. That's and awesome. it's like all of a sudden. That's actually kind of funny. Well, though. yeah, because all like people were, uh, the administrations were like basically saying no one can go to the bathroom unless they're like yeah. being followed. Because well, I, I do remember this challenge, I guess it was last year, where they were going into bathrooms and just destroying, like ripping the yes. sinks off the, off the yes. wall. And I actually saw the remnants of this because, yeah. you know, my daughter's in high school. I guess at the time she may, maybe was in junior high, and we would have to go to these junior highs for her dance uh, competitions. And I'd walk into the bathroom, and there's no soap, and half the sinks are missing. And I'm like, and they got like caution tape around them. I'm going, what the heck? Yeah. It's because these little... And they ho- filmed themselves doing this. Yes, and they filmed... Or there'd be a door missing off of one of the... Yeah. And it's a nice school, so it's not like it's in some it. state of disrepair. They they're tearing it up. That's but TikTok is a yeah. great way to deliver that. So you could, I mean, it's a great way to incriminate yourself too. I can't it, believe I, these kids. Well, don't what's, know this. well, it's strange to me. I, you have kids, I do not, and I think about today about how we communicate is like, especially when I was like, you know, ten years old, fifteen years old. And you're getting some freedoms, and it's like how we communicate. Uh, I remember one time I was talking to my niece. She doesn't text, but she chats in Snapchat. In lieu of a text? Well, so it's like she doesn't text phone numbers. When she talks to her friends, she's on the yeah, chat in, program. in lieu of yeah. a text, she video chats, essentially. Yeah, it's really bizarre to me. I was like, so you don't even text them. So if you're, like, for the day-to-day conversation, like, oh, we're going to meet for volleyball practice, all that's through Snapchat. Not through... Like wow. normal, what we would consider like yeah. texting me, hey, I'm here. So that that to me is kind of crazy because now TikTok is probably the same way. And it's just but like. you know what's funny is that's just a one-time throwaway message. Hey, meet. we're going to meet at, at the school at 4 o'clock for practice today. Well, you know, you can, but all that's got to be saved on a server so, somewhere. Yeah. And we're just saving all of this. And I'd read those. If I was if I was Snapchat or TikTok. You'd I'd be, be reading everybody's I'd be, stuff? I'd be reading everybody's well, stuff. Well, you've just now ensured that you're not going to get a job uh, at any of these social media platforms. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> Hire me. I want to watch yeah. all your videos. You're such a creep, man. I like it. You're such a creep. Why, why do you think Elon bought Twitter? Yeah, so he can go in So there. he can read messages. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think the TikTok stuff is hilarious to me because... It, it's, it's hilarious, but this is dangerous. Oh, no. I mean, no, this it's is, hilarious. It is, cra- it is crazy town. Yeah, it is. Like, well, man, one of the videos that you couldn't well, the, couldn't show, the kids were sitting on the glass with the windows down and they're swerving they back and care. forth. Yeah, but they could fall out. I don't care. Man, they don't. Because what I love about these kind of scenarios, it's of course, fun to do I'm, bad things. Of course, man. I'm being tongue uh, in cheek, kind of, you know, funny about it. Is the authorities have no way to respond to it? There's like, yeah, it's an epidemic, or like, it's a they're yeah. doing it, and then of course they're probably getting busted eventually. They're probably getting in trouble, but you don't see that. You just see the fat. Right, yeah. Some of them have to be getting in trouble. They have to be. Oh yeah. I thought I ha- saw the numbers earlier of the amount of cars that were stolen. It was ungodly uh yeah in in 2021 milwaukee reported uh 10,476 car uh thefts 66 percent of those were kias and hyundai's (laughs) that's not a coincidence man that is massive it says a manufacturing glitch makes it easy easy for these cars to be stolen using just a couple of household items just google it you know just google it and you can figure it out man oh man the car theft world is getting simpler it seems 
Well, I, I don't. I think these were certain year models. I don't know if these were brand new ones. I think these were like uh, okay. 2008 to 2013 well, or I something. I don't know. Something about F-150s is like, yeah, all of a sudden someone discovered. I'm talking about older cars. Like yeah. This isn't like the new F-150s. Like, oh, yeah, you have one of those cars that everyone breaks into because it's so easy to break into. <laughs> I think it was like the F-250s. That is So crazy. it was like, those cars are expensive, and everyone's getting their car broken. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that I heard on TikTok, I think this was TikTok. Um, apparently this guy is... Um, Eating dog food. But he's filming himself doing it. Absolutely, he's filming himself do this. I don't know if you heard about this one either. Okay. So it said last month, 21-year-old Jim Bro, Henry Clarice, maybe that's his name, uh, who goes by the username Henry.fit. So he's one of these gym guys. He earned 2.8 million views after he filmed himself eating dog foods for, quote, the grains. Yeah, dude, you ain't doing it for the grains. You're doing it for the views. Yeah. But apparently what this is is somebody along the lines looked at the back of the label of this dog food and found out the amount of protein is astronomical. So these gym bros who are trying to get as much protein as they possibly Here, I can a, I got a video are saying, hey, I can just eat dog food and get three times the amount of protein that I need Yeah, it, it, for the entire day. Of course, the problem is this stuff is not processed in such a way that's supposed to be for human consumption. So he's literally eating dog food. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's over there showing you, look, this is what can be done. Um, I, I think he said it was rather disgusting. Oh, well, no. But, but, you know, if he's getting 2.8, you see, it looks like he's about to throw up. If you're getting 2.8 million views, and ostensibly you're getting paid for this, it's just going to cause other people to do this. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's all this is. Well, I mean, it's and that's the beauty of the TikTok. People share it, and it becomes a thing, and then it's like it's kind of like the meme thing, the phenomenon of a meme. Like, what what makes a meme? No one really can do it. It just becomes one, you know. Yeah, I don't care. I I, I just I'm not going to put my subject myself to that. I suppose just for just for views and likes. Not doing it. Um, he says I tried. Uh, I tasted the dried dog food and kibble, and it tasted a little like pieces of rocks. It was not comfortable at all to eat. And it was super hard to bite well, down Well, here's on. another video. You think? I'll, I'll pull this up. Now what's happening, like you were saying, is they go to the gym, and people like this guy are walking around with a thing of dog food and handing it out to people. It's like, they hey. seem to be enjoying it. Like they, they don't seem to be having a problem eating that. Oh, my God. That's, that's incredible. You know, she's just crunching down, taking a handful. Hey, bro, before you hit this, uh, this leg press, take a handful of, of kibbles. I do think it's funny that it's kibbles of all things, right? It's not even like high-end dog food. Because you know some of that stuff, oh, it's IMs. I guess that's middle of the road. Because some of that stuff gets really expensive. You know, you've got a dog. Some of that, that expensive dog food is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I'd be, I would be eating. I'm, I think I'm more of like, uh, what is it, the Blue the blue Mountain or whatever. Yeah. I think that's more my brand. I, I don't know that I well, could Well, dog do... food does, uh, if you want to talk dog food, I've learned a lot about dog food. So that's a, uh, I think I might be interested in that. I don't know what you mean by you've well, learned it, a lot well, about it. Well, it's interesting because it. I never had a dog before, and my family's always had a dog. And we got a dog, and our dog is so much healthier than their dog. Mm. And my mom was like, how is that? They're sisters. Right. So they're I was like, just about to say genetics, but you answered but that. But they're sisters. And she's like, okay. how is her coat so shiny? How is I was like, because we fear this dog food. And she's like, that's three times as much as our dog food. I'm like, yeah, but the stuff she's but look eating. look at her. Well, I'm saying, but I, I don't know, seriously. And so, she's like an agility dog. Well, it's, it's funny, because my mom was like, okay, I'll try it. And so she did it, and after about three months... The, the coat was a lot shinier, a lot healthier. Really? And she lost like 10 pounds. And it's just dog food, but it's like dog. I mean, there's, there's all the probiotics. And well, I don't, I don't know if it's fancy dog food. Collagen I no peptides. I just know it's, I think it's like $70 a bag. 
Good grief. Like a big bag. Like a, and you got all that radio money. Goodness. Yeah. I'm doing Alpo. My well, dog, I, no, I she was pukes like, a few times a week, but, well, you know, we love her. Yeah, she, she can't go to the restaurant. She's losing hair in spots, but she's 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 all right. But yeah, there's a whole world dog food. I was amazed by that because I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, just buy whatever's cheapest. But it's like, no, there's there's a whole digestive system to it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Where, like, literally the coat is shinier. It's mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. And I was well, like, I wonder what kind of food I can eat. Well, that... you imagine, I mean, we've got skin, and there's certain no. things we eat that can react with our skin and our coat, right? So I don't think it's the same for a dog. Oh, can I tell you something I saw that was crazy? I will allow it, just this once. Uh, so pharmaceutical ads are everywhere, right? So when you're watching TV, and we're watching uh, the, uh, March Madness, and an ad came up for pigment cream for people who were darker, but they have, like, the white spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they have this pigment cream, and I go, I'm sitting there going, like, what happens if you're, like, my, co- my color, and I use it? Will I get darker? Because hmm. it's a weird. I don't think so. I know the commercial you're talking about. It is weird. amazing the results they well, get. Well, because those people have that. I don't know what they call it, but like, it, it's people who are darker skinned, but they have like huge mm-hmm. white areas. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, so I can see that being like something you want to fix or you know, cover yeah. up. Well, there's only one way to try or to but find out. It's I wonder, well, because it. it made me think of that. Remember Rachel Do- Doziel or whatever? Yeah, remember she, her? Uh, Do- Dozatel or whatever? If people don't yes. know, look her up. It's hilarious. She was a participant in like the NCAA. P local chapter. Yeah, she, she got up. In, yeah, she got high up into the ranks. Yeah, she claims she's African American. Well, it turned out like no, she's hundred percent Caucasian. She's yeah, just been she covering. She's been putting stuff on her to make her look darker. Maybe that's what she's been doing. And did like, hair treatments and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was, was a trying. long con. It was a long time. It wasn't like she was just doing it for fun. Like no, this was going on for like twenty years or something like that. So I, was, I saw that pigment stuff. I was like, oh, I guess Rachel's going to be buying that stuff <laughs> if that makes you, if it makes you darker. Oh but, man. Uh, all right, well, we're going to finish up with this one last story here. Yeah. Um, when you were young, did your parents ever tell you, like, don't pop your knuckles, don't crack your yeah. knuckles, that'll lead to arthritis or whatever, and you know, you have those Is that not just, true? I don't know, actually, because... I think it makes sense to me that it does. I don't know if it's true or not. I, it, I still tell it my kids... me out when I tell my kids do don't do it, just yeah. because it can't possibly be good. And then, I, I, have you ever seen those guys that'll... Kind of oh, I don't want to... Do those things, they'll, they'll, they'll crack their own neck, oh, yeah. you know? Well, this story caught my eye because... Apparently, <clears throat> there is a man who lost sight after cracking his neck, and he's warning people of the dangers of doing DIY chiropractic sessions at home, like we didn't already need you know, to, to be warned. But apparently, um, <clears throat> he had had chronic back pain for years, and so he got into this habit of oh, <clears throat> doing this, and he would mimic the, some of the professionals that he'd seen, either he'd been to a chiropractor oh, or seen it. on TV, yeah. And ap- <laughs> apparently, he... He said he had been doing it for 31 years successfully, and then all of a sudden, he ruptured an artery in his neck, and it caused him to have a stroke, and he was temporarily blind because of it. Oh, wow. So if that won't get you to stop cracking your neck, I don't know what will, man. That's brutal. Can you imagine doing this to the point? Because I'd always heard those urban legends were like, hey, man, did you hear about that bodybuilder who killed himself because he was trying to adjust? That was one of the things we said as a kid. No, I didn't hear about that. Well, here's a real life story. He didn't kill himself, but he did rupture an That's artery scary. in his neck. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, chiropractic is like a weird conversation in, in general, isn't it? Like they're not doctors, but they are doctors. And then yeah, and, and if you do it, you swear by it. You ever been like, to a chiropractor? No, I, I have. Um, yeah, but it's like it's weird. That. Like you talk to any like I, my wife would be like, no, they're a scam. Yeah, so it's, and then, that's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's like, well, whatever makes you feel better. But then yeah. again, you're paralyzed. <laughs> so. Well, it is weird that first time I got adjusted, I did feel like he was going to break my neck. But I will say afterwards, 
felt pretty good. Yeah, it's weird. It felt pretty nice. I haven't been to one in years, but uh, yeah, it's it did seem a little hocus pocus. It's well, more that along those holistic lines. Well, I think right? it's I think yeah, that. it's all about presentation because you have people who are masseuse. Is that right? Is that what they're called masseuse? Mm-hmm. It's like to me they're basically similar. Like they're it's kind of yeah along moving. the same lines. Yeah. A lot of them operate in the same offices. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. We should get one on and call him a liar. No, I'm not doing that because I want to get some massages or some <laughs> chiropractic work done. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting world. But uh, but yeah, today was a good show. I, I awesome, man. Thank, uh, thank you, Eric, for coming in. The pilot and uh, author. Author. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we'll be, we're, we're leaving. This is it. This, this is the real dismount. Until next week, guys. Audience of One. It's been fun. Yeah. Uh, always don't forget. You can always reach out to us. Audience of one show at gmail.com. If you got cool articles for us to cover or funny stories, we'd love to talk about it. So uh, send them our way. That's audience of one show at gmail.com. Or you can you know message on Facebook audience of one. We're here every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio and also on podcasts. I think Spotify soon. Yep, I uh, signed up for the account. We are on our way. Yeah, and then Apple, and then of course YouTube and Facebook and all that kind of good stuff. So whichever way you like to consume our show, make sure to like, subscribe on those platforms and let us know what's Absolutely. going on. 